Today's show is dedicated to the memory of Tony Whitfield. Wake up and start to... Ah! This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am Aaron Camaro. Chris Sinzak, well, he's not here quite yet. And, uh, you know, it's come to my attention, you know, while I've got the microphone here and while Chris ain't around, I'd just like to take a moment to say, you know, it's come to my attention that a lot of people know me as a guy that's kind of made his name in professional wrestling, you know, and you you might notice now my voice is pretty shot, and that's because just this last weekend, I was at the Tennessee State Fairgrounds with Crossfire Entertainment, and uh, doing the benefit for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, it was a huge show, there was like almost 900 people in attendance, you know, and, and I always promise Chris, and I guess the number one rule on me on this Decibel Geek podcast is not to turn this into a wrestling podcast, which I promised I wouldn't do, but I just wanted to take, take a minute because I ran into a lot of people down there last night that were rock and roll fans, and it's been told to me, you know, and I believe it, that 94% of all KISS fans are also professional wrestling fans. Now, that might be a fact, and that might be something I just made up right now, and it sounds good. But the fact is, you know, yes, I do do a lot of pro wrestling, and, you know, that show was amazing. My voice is shot. I'm going to take the day off. I can't do this today. So right now, you know, these guys are going to come in. I'm, I'm talking about Chris Zinzak. He's going to sit down with Mitch LaFon from BraveWords.com, and they're going to talk about the top five Paul Stanley Kiss songs. Not, not Paul Stanley solo songs. Top five Paul Stanley Kiss songs. I mean, and there's been so many great songs over the years by Paul Stanley, you know, within the realms of Kiss and, and outside of it as well. It's going to be hard to do. But since I'm not a part of this episode and I ain't got the strength or the voice to carry this on, and plus I got beat up by Fit Finley on St. Patrick's Day, I need to recover. So here's my top five real quick from Aaron Camaro. Come on and love me. Making love. Love gun. I stole your love. Do you love me? Paul Stanley obviously is a guy that's got a lot of love to give. And speaking of guys that got a lot of love to give, I'm going to kick it on over to Chris Zinzak right now as he sits down with Mitch LaFon from BraveWords.com, and they're going to let you know what they think are the top five Paul Stanley Kiss songs of all time. So obviously, Mitch, let's go ahead and get the uh, the dirty truth out of the way. You had a health scare this past week, am I correct? I did. I did indeed. Well, go ahead and share with our listeners, because you're a regular member, regular guest on this show, what uh, what went down with you. Well, you know, since I was 29, so the last 15 years or so, I've had this thing called atrial fibrillation, AFib. And on Sunday last week, um, my heart started racing. And all the medications that I'm supposed to take to control it couldn't. Ended up in the hospital. 
They pumped me with a bunch of medications, didn't want to set the heart straight. And eventually they had to take out the electric paddles and a little bit of uh, propofol. Uh, I think it was the Michael Jackson brand, actually. <laughs> and they had to sedate me and then uh, shock me back into a, a, a regular rhythm. And, you know, listen, it, it sounds sort of clean and painless, but what it does is that it makes you so exceptionally tired. I mean, all week I've been an, an entire, I've been a zombie. Hmm. And it's it, it's tough, and you know the last time it happened was in two thousand nine, and it doesn't get any easier, and it's not any any more fun. But I saw the doctors, uh, neurologist, cardiologist on Wednesday. They said I'm good to go. Oh, good. And so you know, and then I saw Van Halen live last night, and I gotta tell you, music is a great medicine. It, it you get that rock and roll in your soul, and you sort of forget that you started off the week very badly and it's silly to say, but it really did change my entire perspective of the week and, and how I was feeling. So, Hey, wow. but you know, back, back to back on the mend. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing shock me in my head and I'm hearing kickstart my heart. So yeah, well, I actually had that one. I didn't, I didn't think it shocked me, but kickstart my heart kept playing through my head all week. I bet. <laughs> Well, this is this is going to be a Paul Stanley themed episode. But while we're on the subject of Van Halen, go ahead and what's your review of the Van Halen show? Oh, listen, it was it was fantastic. Um, you know, like any of the old bands, is it the same as 1978? No, they're a little slower. They forget a word here and there, and but you know what? It doesn't matter. It was entertaining. It was a show. Uh, the songs are great. And I had a great time. And if I get a chance to see them again on this tour, I will go once, twice, ten times. As long as people say, come out and see them, I will go. Because it was fun. It was really fun. I decided it would be a good idea. We'd do a top five, to us, uh, Paul Stanley songs. And Paul Stanley is, other than Gene Simmons, is the constant in the band. And he's been there through all eras. And he helped lead them Good and bad through all eras of the band. So, yeah. um, gonna well, he was Kiss in 1980 to 1992. I mean, he yeah. was Kiss. Yeah, he was carrying the ball for sure. Absolutely. But uh, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do it like me and Aaron do it. Aaron's not with us today, but uh, he's here in spirit. I'm sure he's gonna listen to this. But uh, we're gonna start off with our top fives, and and I guess I'll go ahead and I'll go first. Number five. I wanted to go uh, first off. I obviously went. Back to the early days on my uh, iTunes playlist and just seeing what stuff really spoke to me that I dig and maybe some stuff that I, that that Paul hasn't gotten enough credit for. And um, my first choice, number five, is off the Hotter Than Hell album, and it's Got to Choose. And Great song. The reason I picked this song is it sounds pretty good on the Hotter Than Hell album. Is it sounds as good as it can as it can sound on the album with the horrible production that the album had, but um when it really shined for me was when kiss played here in Nashville, I think it was 93 or 94. They did the uh, Gibson guitars, hundredth anniversary show. Right. It was an outdoor festival show and they played on a floating stage. They had no pyro, just some lights and they, and they played it like tons of rarities. And at this time, this was a real rarity for them to play. They broke into this and it's just, it was like the song came to life and it's great on the alive album too. But when you hear this song full blast in your face, I was just like, and the harmonies on the song, the vocals are great. And 
this is one of those where I'm thinking if I think if the Who or Aerosmith or something had released this, it probably would have been a radio hit back in the day. I think this was where the image may have worked against them. Yeah, you know that it's an absolutely great song, and you know, funny for me, that song comes alive when they played it at the MTV Unplug uh, taping, and yep. then it ended up as a Japanese bonus track and all that. I mm-hmm. think that that song acoustic hits the mark. Yep, absolutely, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, MTV Unplug really showcased how good a lot of these songs are at their root. Yeah, and, oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so I think we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get into that. And I don't want to play the studio version of Got to Choose. I want to go ahead and play the, let's go ahead and play the unplugged version because it's it you get to hear it all the way at its heart. So uh, we'll go ahead and get this on. This is Got to Choose.
All right, that was Got to Choose from MTV Unplugged. That's my number five song, my favorite top five Paul Stanley songs. Mitch, what do you got for your number five? Well, since we're going from uh, you know five down to one, I'm going to pick one a little bit different, something that people don't think of, um, from the Carnival of Souls album. Essentially, you could say it's one of their worst albums, but there is a song on there called Master and Slave. Mm-hmm that deserves to be put into a set list, that deserves to have a spotlight. Uh, would we be shown on it, I guess? Mm-hmm. Right? Is, is the past tense? Yeah. <laughs> that, is su- that is such a great song. And I don't mean to be obscure, but that song really needs... And, and Paul just delivered... I mean, they were trying to, to keep up with the times with grunge, and they're trying to do this sort of, you know... Um, what were the bands back of the day... Uh, not Nirvana, but they were trying to do that grunge kind of thing. And Paul captured the essence, captured the spirit, and he put a song on that really delivered. And it's a great hard rock song that Kiss hadn't done in, in quite some time. Yeah, it's a great song. And I remember a quote from Bruce Kulick about it. I think it was in the Behind the Mask book talking about how really if you get down to it, there's not a lot of dynamics to the song and that's why they stripped it down to parts being only the bass or, um, you know, and, you know, building it kind of stacking things on top of each other. Cause it's really just a couple of riffs, but that's kind of the power of kiss at times though, where they can take something. So meat and potatoes and make it into something that just kicks your ass. And you obviously can't talk about this song without discussing the huge scream from Paul in the middle of the song. I mean, I mean, it's just, I that's classic Paul. Yeah. When I heard that, I was just like, wow. I mean, that's just, that's it. As much as I love the fact that they reunited, I, I still regret that they never did a Carnival of Souls tour just to hear that song and, in my opinion, Jungle live. You know, yeah. those would have been great to hear. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll go ahead and intro that one. This is uh, Kiss from Carnival of Souls with Master and Slave.
and Slave from Carnival of Souls. Great song, great album. It, uh, yeah, it may have been kind of a grunge-type theme album, but there is some really good rocker stuff on there. I'm going to go ahead and do my number four now. This is off one of, in my opinion, the best album, probably, well, maybe the best album of Kiss's uh, 80s output. We're talking about Creatures of the Night, and there's a lot of really good songs on this album. And this is one that I kind of thought was a bit overlooked, Um because it's just it's a hundred miles per hour all the way all the way through. You've got War Machine, you've got I Love It Loud, you've got the title track, and stuff, and those are great songs. And but I just feel like they've been played to death. And this is kind of a good one that really picks up the pace. And I'm talking about Danger. Absolutely. So, w- what are your thoughts on this track? Danger is one of the greatest tracks that nobody knows about. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's it's pure adrenaline kiss and. You know, there were so many big hits on that uh, album in terms of, you know, people recognize War Machine, they recognize I Love It Loud. And then the album tanked and the tour tanked. But had it not, I think Danger would have been an MTV staple or, mm-hmm. you know, radio single. Yeah. And because of circumstance, everything died. And the uh, the song disappeared but wow what a great track and great I, great track and you know paul's paul's vocals are on point on the song but mm-hmm. you also got to give a lot of credit to eric carr's drumming on well on the whole record but on this song too um and then um if i'm remembering right it's bob Kulick doing the solo on this one um not vinnie uh but the so and i remember reading a story that the that he had initially played it at a slower speed and they wound up modulating the song up to a faster speed and then they they were developing they had they've had new equipment that was developed in the early 80s at the time it was real exciting and they were able to modulate the the solo up like a half step without bob, with bob not having to recut the uh, solo the track yeah so uh, which is is a funny story in hindsight now cuz with pro tools you know you could have done that in 5 minutes but um, it's a really awesome solo, and but you know Bob Kulick for good or for for better or for worse, he you know he he thinks a lot of himself, and I do to this day think he has a bit of resentment for not getting the gig, but he has done some valuable contributions to this band. I mean, he I, has, I mean, and I mean there there are rumors that say that on Alive Two, on the live stuff on Alive Two, 
that he did all the uh, in studio fixes. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wonder about that. He could do. He could. He did a good ace imitation. So yeah, he's not. He's so, not the only one who does a good ace imitation. No, as we found out years later, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not gonna bash Tommy. But uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and listen to this one. This is uh, from Creatures of the Night. This is Danger. Number four.
All right, my number four for top five Paul Stanley songs, Danger, off Creatures of the Night. Back here with Mitch LaFon, my guest. Uh, Mitch, what do you got for your number four pick? Well, I'm going to go back to uh, the early days, 1975 to be exact, Dressed to Kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on and love me. I'm, I, mean, I, I don't I don't roll that way, Mitch. I'm sorry. Well, you know, maybe you should because it's such a great song. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, we all remember Rock and Roll All Night from the Dress to Kill album, and that became the great single and the great, you know, anthem. But Come On and Love Me is so kiss. I mean, you know, Paul was selling his, uh, you know, I'm the, uh, the lover in the band, and, mm-hmm. you know, everything's perfect about that song. And I really wish that they would pull it out a lot more often live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like that song? I do. I actually love that song. But yeah, my comment was based on just the song title. But um, not, I know, of course. I know. The, but the, yeah, that was one that um, when they came here in 97 to for the reunion tour, we were part of the quote unquote Lost Cities tour, which meant B market. But, B-market. Um, yeah. but yeah, they, they pulled that one out and I didn't know they were going to play that one that night. And it was, it, it actually got a pretty big response amongst a lot of people in the audience. I was I was like, you know, this is a really good four on the floor rock and roll song. There's nothing fancy about it, but it's great. And the the little solo parts, are, and, I, and I believe Paul plays the solo parts on this one. Yeah, I think so. And they had also done, uh, you know, one of the first videos Kiss had used "Come On and Love Me" in uh-huh. a promo film back in the day. It's an awesome film video. It really is. It really is. Uh, the, and it, yeah. You know, they were cutting edge mm-hmm. because nobody was doing videos in 75. Yeah, and being the hardcore fan I am, I like I love the backstage footage of like the crowd, you know, behind the gate and Gene's messing around with them and stuff. I, I still always think, man, where's the rest of that footage? You know, it's like I'd love to see that on the next Kissology or whatever. Yeah, Kissology 4 or 5. Let's go get pull it out. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, from uh, Dress to Kill, and I, we'll, we'll play. This. this is a cool version of Come On and Love Me. We'll give this one a shot. and Check this out. Come on and love me!
What's up, everybody? This is D Brew of the PWA Show. I'm here to talk about my show, where I'm the first mic. I talk about politics, sports, pop culture. It's basically my show where I Wait do it. Wait a minute. You keep on saying my. What about me, man? I'm Corey H., man. You say you're the first mic. Well, I disagree. I am the first mic, man. I'm the one who can talk your ear off. I can talk for 35, 45 minutes about absolutely nothing, man. That's pretty much what we do every week. So if you want to hear that, you can check us out on thepwashow.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher where you can stream us for free. We're on Facebook, we're on Tumblr, we're on Twitter, we're on anywhere, man. Just go to a website and type in thepwashow.com and we're going to be there. So remember, we're the PWA Show, but our friends call us the Verbal Bullies. Hashtag that. Bitch. Contemplating the mysteries of the universe? Like, what were Metallica and Lou Reed smoking? This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right, we're back to the Decibel Geek Podcast, talking about fit, top five favorite Paul Stanley songs with my guest from BraveWords.com, Mitch LaFon. And Mitch, I'm going to pick, for num- my number three, I'm going to pick something off Dynasty, or as they say in Australia, Dynasty. That's right, Dynasty. And, and uh, definitely not one of my favorite Kiss albums, but it's a good one, cause, and it's got this this little gem on here that Vinnie Poncia, God bless him, I did not like his production on this track. I like it on Sure Knows Something and I Was Made for Loving You and it's good for those songs. But this is a real rocky song that um, didn't get quite the right treatment in my opinion on Dynasty but did later on when Paul broke it out on his solo tour talking about Magic Touch. Now, this song is it's it's just a really good it's a melodic song but it's got a lot of punch to it also especially when you hear the version we're about to play. What What's your thoughts on, on Magic Touch? another great forgotten song and the one thing i remember about magic touch is in 1987 aerosmith put out an album called permanent vacation that had a song called magic touch and i was so excited (laughs) i said oh they're covering kiss yeah right (laughs) turns out they weren't covering kiss but had they covered magic touch it would have been a perfect song to launch their new career in 87 but yeah listen it's another great forgotten paul song and one of those that the band needs to polish off and throw into the set list once in a while it it moves mm-hmm. it's poppy it's rock at the same time yeah and i like the uh, the i like the little high the little high falsetto part he does in the middle of the song you know the little sweet part it almost has a raspberries vibe to it you know absolutely and and then it kicks right back in real heavy and the drumming's great on it and uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll check this one out this is paul doing it on from his one live kissed album this is Paul Stanley doing Magic Touch. Number three. Here's one we've never played. This comes off Dynasty. It's called Magic Touch. Touch. And you're walking around in a dream. She's got the magic touch. 
All right, Paul Stanley performing Magic Touch off 1979's Dynasty album off the One Life Kiss record that he put out with the solo band. That was a great solo band he had. Um, Mitch, that was my number three. What, what have you got to counter that? Well, listen, if you want Magic Touch, then I'm going to have to go with I Just Wanna from Revenge. Okay. That song is, is just this fun party rock song that has great audience participation when they sing it live has that 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 sort of double entendre that kiss is known for you know they they're saying one they're singing one thing but we all know they mean something else right oh yeah uh it's perfect <laughs> it, it it's it's fun it's up tempo it, it gets the crowd going i don't know you find the fault in it well it's a tad summertime bluesy I mean, I can hear the influence, but not that that's a bad thing. I mean, that's what rock is. Rock ha- is kick back, you know, put put down the car uh, the car top, and let's go. It's a it's a pretty good tune. Vinnie Vincent was involved in the writing of that song. Did you know that? Okay, hold on. Let me scrap that. Let me go to my next pick. Then. <laughs> right. Mitch, yeah, not the listen, bit, not the biggest Vinnie fan in the world, as we found no. out. But at the same time, Bob Ezrin was involved, yeah. and Bob Ezrin is Kiss, Bob Ezrin is Alice Cooper, Bob Ezrin is one of the producers that has shaped my life, so yeah, bonus points there. Bob, Rez- Bob Ezrin lives in Nashville, please come on my show. Oh, that would be kind of cool, and he's Canadian, so it's all, it's all synergy, it all works together, you know? I hope you're right, I would so love to interview him. But uh, So anyway, well, let's go ahead and bust out I Just Wanna. I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion.
right off of the 1992 Revenge album, that's I Just Wanna, another great Paul Stanley song here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. We're talking about our top five Paul Stanley songs, favorites to us. I'm here with Mitch LaFon from BraveWords.com. I'm going to go ahead and talk about my number two. We're going to do our number twos, and then we'll go to a break, and then we'll keep you in suspense for number one. Number two. My number two is a song which some of these songs were co-writes with Paul and other people, which you just can't get around that. Paul likes to write with other people. But this is a song that comes from the non-makeup 80s era that he wrote all by himself, and in my opinion, is in my opinion, is probably the, the best Paul Stanley non-makeup t- song written solely by him. And it's from an album that is not the greatest album. I'm talking about Tears Are Falling Off Asylum. Now that's a that's a good song. This song is one of those that came out in eighty is it eighty five I think that that Asylum came out I believe eighty did yeah eighty five September sixteenth nineteen eighty five Mitch is on it so I know sadly (laughs) (laughs) so tears are falling and it sounded current at the time and this is one of those where if they play it now I still think it it holds up it doesn't have that eighties sheen like you know to uh, like the a lot of the Crazy Nights material it sounds very nineteen eighty seven. But Tears Are Falling is one of those where it it kind of supersedes the era it was written. And uh, aside from the, the from the goofy video with Paul with the fluorescent day glow green gloves and, you know, using the wiper things in front of his eyes. And, and, and the uh, volcano. The, oh, yeah. You can't forget the volcano that they had to time perfectly when it exploded on the video. So, um, yeah, horrible video for a fantastic song. But um, this is going to be a live version of Tears Are Falling because I think we've all heard the Asylum version enough, and I want to play a good one that the Revenge Era lineup did because I think the Revenge Era lineup really made this song sound amazing when they played it live. So off 1985's Asylum, here's a good live version of Tears Are Falling.
All right, Tears Are Falling off 1985's Asylum album. That was a good live version of that one. Mitch LaFon, what have you got for your number two? Well, before I reveal it, I have a little story. I was going to pick Shandy from Unmasked because I first interviewed Gene Simmons in 1980. My first promo album was Unmasked, so I have a soft spot for that song and that album. But i got to be realistic. You and realistically, easy as I it Was seems. Made for Loving You from Dynasty is the better song and deserves to be on this list because whenever you hear it, you get in the party mood and it saved Kiss for, for all intents and purposes. As they were coming off the solo albums, you know, the Dynasty tour and, and the Dynasty album would have tanked even worse had it not been for that hit. And people remember Kiss and go to Kiss concerts in 2012, a lot of people, because they go, oh yeah, that's the band that did I Was Made For Loving You. And so you have, you have to include it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to. And it's, it, it, listen, it's a fun song. It's a fun song. I like what they've done to it since 1990 when they brought it back. I, I Correct. Th- it's way better in recent years than it was at the time. Although at the time, I mean, if you were around in 79, it wasn't that out there for that song to be out. I mean, it, it fit right in with the era. So well, It absolutely did. I mean... You know, it was competing with Casey and the Sunshine Band, <laughs> Donna Summer. Uh, you know, Village it was people. just before the knack made rock, you know, less dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Yeah. Well, can, I think uh, let's. Why don't we play a, a real kick-ass version of it though? Is From that, a live three or something. You want to do a live three? Why not? That's one of the better versions, and it's got Bruce wailing on it. All right, let's check this one out. This is I Was Made For Loving You, the kick-ass version from Alive 3.
Listen to the Decibel Geek Podcast on your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones with Stitcher. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Hi, this is John Bonham, and you're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast, talking about our top five favorite Paul Stanley songs. We're discussing all eras, and let me go ahead and say, because I know some people are listening to this going, how come there's nothing from the 78 solo album? Part of the ground rules that me and Mitch laid out for this was we were not going to go the easy route and allow that album to be a part of it, because otherwise I might pick at least three tracks from that album, because I love that record. So, Absolutely. So... Wanted to make it a little bit tougher and stick to just the official Kiss releases, not the 78 release, and certainly not Live to Win. So, Because right. um, Bulletproof is such a great song. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, listen, it is a good song. I, don't, I wouldn't put it in my top five, though. No. <laughs> not, top, not even top 25. But, um, okay, <laughs> so we've kept you waiting long enough. We're going to go ahead and pick our number ones. Now, here's my number one. This is a co-write that Paul had, and I believe it's the only... If I'm remembering correctly, the only Paul Stanley, no, maybe one of two, one of the only Paul Stanley, Sean Delaney compilations, oh. collaborations, shouldn't say compilations, collaborations. And this is another song where Bob Kulik comes into the picture. This is off side four of Alive 2. And admittedly, this is not one of Paul Stanley's favorite tracks. I'm talking about All American Man. And... The reason I know this is not one of Paul Stanley's favorite tracks is going to, Mitch, I know you remember this, a few years ago when Kiss was doing tours, and this was in between before Sonic Boom came out, and I think they were just trying to keep things a little fresh or give the right. fans something. They did a show in Wisconsin at a at a uh, festival or something, and leading up to the show, they had a poll on Kiss Online saying, here's seven obscure songs. We want the fans to vote, and whichever one wins, Kiss will play it at this Wisconsin fest or whatever. And all, all American Man won, and you can, and I'll play a little clip of it during the show here of just Paul introing it because I don't want to play that, I don't want to play that version because there's not a lot of very good quality versions of that out there. So Paul hates this song. It's obvious where he says, "Here's a song we've never ever played before, and we may never ever play it again." I don't know if he's embarrassed by the lyrics because the lyrics are pretty corny, but man, the song just rips the guitar parts and the drumming and side four of alive Two is very near and dear to my heart. And I just think it's a great song. And I think kiss is crazy to not play it more often. So Mitch, what are your, what are your thoughts on all American man? Well, I'm with you. I love that album. Mm-hmm. I love that song. And you know, when they did play it at Milwaukee, I think it was Milwaukee Fest or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They should have kept playing it. And that's the kind of song that Kiss needs to throw in the set list today. You know, every so often for, for the, for if you know, the geeks like you and me, they got to pull out these fun, forgotten songs. And All-American Man, it bounces along. Mm-hmm. The vocal is fun. The solo is amazing. You know, and Kiss, Kiss sells fun at the end of the day. In the, in the 70s, they sold danger or whatever. But in 2012, they sell fun. And that song says 
fun. Let's go ahead and I'm just going to play the Alive 2 version because it's the one that I fell in love with. So from, here it says, my number one top of my top five Paul Stanley songs of all time. This is All American Man. Number one. America Proud, that's all American Man off the side four of Alive 2. My number one pick for my top five favorite Paul Stanley songs of all time. And uh, all we got left, Mitch, is your pick. What do you got for your number one? Uh, simple. It's not only the best Paul song, it is the best Gene song, Peter song, Ace song. It is the best Kiss song. You wanted bar the best? None. I bet. I'll, I'll bet on this easily. It is from the Love Gun album, I Stole Your love that's it that's all you need that is the 
ultimate Kiss song. It's fast. It gets to the point. It's great live. It's great on the album. Uh, it's lyrically fun. What else can you say? Gene has never written anything as close to as good as I Stole Your Love. I don't know. Boomerang comes close. Well, well, burn, bitch, burn. I got my log in your fireplace, whatever the <laughs> hell that lyric is. But still, yeah, I stole your love. And when they pull that out live, and they have in the last few years, it it blows everything else in the set away. Period. Yeah, yeah it does. It does bring the tempo up a few notches for sure. It's definitely. Oh, it cool. does. And the last time I saw them do it live was in October of two thousand nine in Montreal. They were on this. Uh, uh, 35th, 35 Alive tour and they had this stagnant, stagnant set list and they came to Montreal and I had the set list memorized in my head <laughs> and they opened up with King of the Nighttime World and I went, wow. What? What? And then like three songs later they did I Stole Your Love and I went, <gasps> and that was it. That was it. I was done. Probably thought you had taken some bad acid or something so you can yeah. mix it up that much. Well, yeah, especially since they had done the, the Alive 35 tour for like a year and they had played the same 15 songs for like a year. And all of a sudden they came to Montreal and they played two different ones. I was like, ah. They knew well, you were there, Mitch. They, they must have. They must have because, well, and by the way, King of the Nighttime World probably should be in the top 10 list, you know? Yeah, but that's a Kim Fowley tune. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's a cover. Yeah, the Hollywood stars did the first one. Right, good point. Yeah. But listen, I stole your love. It's 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 better than Deuce. It's better than Reason to Live. It's better than Cadillac Dreams. <laughs> Everything's better than Cadillac Dreams. <laughs> so... Well, not everything. Well, most but of listen, them are. You know, listen, Paul. You know, Heaven's on Fire. I've had enough. Uh, I still love you. Whatever song you want, whatever era, whatever. I stole your love. Will get you going. And if you're having a bad day. You put that on, it'll put a smile on your face. That's it. That's all. It wins. And that's it. that's it. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and to check out Brave Words? Well, obviously, going to bravewords.com is nice and simple. Uh, there is a Brave Words page on Facebook that I uh, maintain. So if you write to people th through that Facebook, you'll find me. And, of course, I'm on Facebook. Go to Mitch Lafon at Facebook and like me or, or whatever you do it friend me i guess is what they call it or follow me on twitter mitch lafon all right well let's crank a good awesome live version of i stole your love this is mitch lafon's number one favorite paul stanley song of all time let's hear it
there you have it brave words and intelligent words coming together you can't argue with those guys you know there's so many great paul stanley songs in within the realm of kiss throughout the years you know everybody's got their picks and you guys are always welcome to let us know what you think through the uh, decibel geek uh, podcast website which is www.dbgeekshow.blogspot.com and of course you can always check us out on facebook too you know you're always welcome to leave feedback and leave us comments you know and just get in on the conversation with us that's what it's all about I want to talk a minute about a guy that that always was was into the show and you know really gave us great feedback all the time and, and was a guy that just dug what we were doing you know and his name was tony whitfield and you know it, it's it's sad news for me to have to say that you know tony from los angeles has passed away you know we've lost a we've lost a decibel geek is what we have you know and it's it's a true thing you know and it sounds funny but you know you guys know by listening to the show what we're doing here is it's kind of important because we're we're bringing back the rock you know and that's that's what we strive to do and when there's people out there like you and like tony whitfield that love and enjoy this show and we get feedback from you guys it means a lot to us now tony you know he was very special he'd been battling cancer for a while and you know the way it goes with cancer you know a lot of times you know the cancer wins but Tony wasn't a guy that just, you know, sat back and just let it happen to him. Tony was a guy who, you know, he founded this thing. I don't know if he founded it, but he was involved in it for sure. It started back in 1988 in L.A. It's a special ed education school. And what they did was they started this class, which was basically like a school of rock kind of a thing for kids that needed special education. And they put together this band called the Kids of, Whit of Whitney High. That's W-H-I-D-N-E. Or N E Y, sorry about that. 
Whitney High. And these guys, they play clubs, they've got CDs, and, and Tony was a big proponent of that, you know, and I think that is just amazing, you know, that, because everybody loves rock and roll, you know, it doesn't mean, matter if you need special education, it doesn't mean, matter if you're black, white, whatever, you know, everybody that loves hard rock and heavy metal, you know, that's what the Decibel Geek Podcast is all about, we cater to you. Because you love the same things that we love, and we all love the same things that Tony Whitfield loved. And so I just wanted to take a moment at the end of this episode to, you know, thank Tony and uh, give the Decibel Geek Podcast best wishes and, you know, just our love to his friends and family. You know, Cassius Morris from Creatures of the Net, a great friend of his. You know, we're going to take a moment. I'm going to turn it over to him. You know, he's going to read a little eulogy. If you guys take the moment to listen to it, I'd really appreciate it. Because Tony Whitfield, man, the Decibel Geek Podcast, we love you. You're one of us. You'll always be one of us. So at this time, please, I'm going to turn it over to Cassius. And we'll see you guys right here next week. we got something special lined up for you. With a testimonial about Tony, here's Cassius Morris of the Creatures of the Net Podcast. Tony was a huge Kiss fan and a really good friend to me. I knew him for about a year and a, and a half over the internet. And he was such a great guy. He really was the most positive person I had ever had the pleasure to meet. And I have a a story about that in a second. I'll keep it brief, but I really wanted to say rest in peace. Tony passed away of cancer recently, uh, a week or two ago, and uh, really shook me. I realized that, you know, life is precious, and it it was a very sad thing. Um, I remember Tony, here's just an example of his positivity. Tony... And I used to chat on Facebook a lot, and I'm 13, and my dream is to meet Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of KISS. And uh, I used to say, you know, if I ever meet Gene and Paul, oh man, what if I get nervous? And, you know, if I ever meet them, it'd be crazy. And Tony would say, stop right there. You mean when you meet Gene and Paul. And he really loved my podcast, um, and he really believed that because of it. He said, you know, you'll be cool, just walk up to them, tell them about your show, and you'll be cool. And... Oh, Tony was just such a great guy. So thank you, Decibel Geek Podcast, for having me on to uh, just send my condolences to his family and friends. And everybody listening to this, if you would go to Facebook or Twitter and make a uh, Rest in Peace Tony, your status update, I'd be very grateful. Um, Thanks for having me. Remember to check us out at dbgeekshow.blogspot.com, facebook.com slash decibelgeek, and Twitter at decibelgeekpod. Also available for free on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.